Welcome to Discovering Responsible Wealth. This is your host, Frank Congelos. Pleasure to be with you this week. You know, through the month of August, what we've been talking about is really how to simplify your life and what will your legacy be. So that's what we've been celebrating throughout this month. Our guest today to help us talk about this subject is Jacqueline Whelan of Solutions Provided. Jacqueline, it's a pleasure to have you on the show this week. Welcome. Thank you, Frank. It's delightful to be here. You, you know, what's interesting is, you know, I think in terms of simplifying our life, and it's interesting is, you know, we look and the more we try to simplify, the more complicated it gets. And yet we try to be a good steward in our life, which is with our time, our talent, our treasure. And we try to be true to our faith. But then all of a sudden is we get complicated more. And yes. we get more and more complicated. And it takes us away from the things that are important to us. So on last week's show, you know, one of the things that I pointed out was is that, you know, dealing with life's wealth building blocks, as I write about them in the book, Discovering Responsible Wealth, which is how to balance your faith, your family, health, purpose, and money, keeping that all in check, keep it simple, don't get real complicated. And the problem is, is that we tend to still get complicated. So Jacqueline, I know that you coach a lot of people. I mean, you, I mean, you work in corporate America, yes. you know, coaching teams and so forth. What is it that you're seeing or what advice are you giving to people as far as on how to have better direction, how to you know, get rid of some of the clutter and how to get a little bit more simple? I think the trend, Frank, is people want to uncomplicate their lives because they feel so compressed and compressed in so many ways with their jobs, with technology, with life. You know, whether it's aging parents or marriage or kids or all of your obligations. And you said, to me, it's a humorous thing because you said, you know, we try to be good stewards of our time, talent, and treasures. And then we get out of control because we say, yes, we volunteer, we give, we this, we that. And then all of a sudden, our life is highly distracted and highly complex, and we're chasing ourselves. And we have no time. We don't get to utilize our talents, and we wonder where our treasure went. Exactly. And so that's a trend that is going on. And quite honestly, you see that with people who are in corporate. You see it with people who are entrepreneurial. And you see it with what I would call the top 20% of people who are performers. Interesting. And what I'm going to tell you is, is in you're dealing with the top 20% and everybody else out there, it's all the same. And when I tell you it's all the same is, is that everybody's got enough uh, or not enough, they don't have enough time, mm-hmm. they don't have enough money, and they're always concerned, and yet they're busy. And when we talk about them be, always being busy, the question is, is like they're busy and some of them don't feel happy or they're compressed and so forth, and so it's a challenge. And the way I would frame it from a coaching standpoint is, are you busy doing what you want to do? Are you busy on your purpose? Because if you're busy doing what you want to do, you don't feel busy. You're in sync with your life and you're living the life of passion or purpose. And if you're just busy because you're highly distracted, you typically are low energy and you're worn out. And your head talk, your messaging to yourself, is fairly negative. So, so, you know, Jacqueline, as you say that, you know, that conversation when we talk about the head talk and we're talking about, you know, people that are living on purpose, a lot of this conversation really becomes purpose. Exactly. And direction and what do you want your life to look like and so forth. And I know that you spend, again, a lot of time coaching people about that. Maybe we, let's dive into that a little bit, which is, you know, how to get that direction down. Because, you know, you and I have spoken on this show many times. And I think one of the statistics that we had that we gave out to our listeners is the fact that less than 1% of people actually have their goals written down. Right. 
And so if I don't have my goals written down, I really haven't identified any goals. What typically happens is, do I really know purpose what it is, or right. is it a wish, or what is it at this point? Well, let's talk about it. One of the things that we do, and we've done a fair amount of this the past couple of years, we have a program called Attitude and Choice. And Attitude and Choice is built on the premise of you control two things in life, your attitude and the choices you make. And we break those choices in to the areas that you talk about. We talk about financial, well-being, relationships, spirituality, just the whole gamut of what you talk about. And in that, our leading area is we talk about needing to have a vision. We say vision, it's purpose. What is your purpose? What is your vision for your life? And then it's about crafting goals. The goals are the piece that most people do not create or create an accountability toward those goals. And you and I have spent a lot of time on that. We know that if people will write their goals and then if they share their goals, they have a higher chance of reaching them if there's an accountability to those. So those are the, that's the first big piece that we talk about when we're coaching people on how do they have the life they want. And I know you do that from a financial standpoint. So as you were saying that, my guess is some people listening are saying, let me see if I got this straight. So I'm busy, I'm trying to simplify my life, and you want me to write down more that I've got to all of a sudden do or more of you know what I'm supposed to be thinking about, it sounds like more complication to me. And and the reality is is you know I know that you'll speak to this, which is if I don't have direction, I'll fill my time with something. And it'll be that clutter and it'll end up as you were just mentioning, that low energy and everything else. So what we're really trying to say to people is is that by not having direction allows us to complicate our life. Exactly. And all of a sudden, here's the reality of life, Frank. We're going to live it either way, and we're all going to get to the end, whatever our end is, either way. It comes down to do we live the life that we want to live, or do we exist in a time space that we haven't given thought to? And when we talk to people who really want to be on purpose, it's about them defining what's important to them. It's always interesting to me when we talk about simplicity. I want to simplify my life. Well, by the essence of the word, it should be easy. But the reality is, is to simplify requires a lot of discipline and work. And you have to make hard decisions. You have to make choices. And sometimes those choices are not easy choices. Sometimes you have to take things out of your life in order to get ahead and move to the next space if you want an uncomplicated life. So one of the takeaways from what you just said is, is that this is not about trying to make your life easy, it's trying to make your life more in proportion and more direct for what you want, more purposeful. More purposeful, more meaningful, more enriched. So, you know, several shows ago, and we talk about this all the time, you know, we call it uh, the hard easy or the easy hard, which is I can do the harder things now, which is identify what I want, I can do some goal setting, I can put a plan in place, and I can be disciplined to that plan, and then I'll have an easier time of enjoying the life that I want versus I take the easy road now, or what appears to be the easy road now, and I don't do any planning, I don't have any goals, I don't have any objections. I, I constantly take the easy road only to find out that I have a much more difficult time and a lot more challenges in my life later. Exactly, because Frank, 
what happens is if we don't create goals and we don't create a plan, the event will still occur. And when you have goals and you have a plan that you're executing on and you include your support network, your family, friends, your business colleagues in that, you have people aligned to your plan and your purpose. But if you don't have that, there are still bumps in the road. All it means is you hit those bumps and you're unprepared and you have a more complicated journey getting out of it. You know, I don't have the savings. I don't have the money. I don't have the plan. I lost the job. Oh, my gosh, what do I do? But when you have a plan, you're on it. And the bumps are just an inconvenience that you navigate out. They're not a showstopper. So, you know, as we look at this, because, you know, the show is called Discovering Responsible Wealth, and one of our conversations is often about money. I know that there's people, when they listen to this type of a conversation, they go, well, it must be easier to do when you have money, or it must be easier. And what happens is we have these self-conversations. I call them the, uh, the, the head talk that we have. It's just like, you know, if I sat here and I said, well, you know, I'm overweight, you know, it's, it's hereditary, or I don't exercise because of this, or I don't do certain things because of that, or, um, well, nobody in my family's ever had money, or whatever. They've got, we've got this head talk, some of us, okay, that we're telling ourselves this. And so how do we get away from this head talk and this conversation that's going on in our head, which to us it's real, but They're the reality is, is, yes, but the reality is, is that there's no basis for it. So how do we maybe help some of our listeners, if they're listening, say, how do we stop doing that and actually get beyond the things that we're telling ourselves? And Frank, you are on point. That is what people do. People paint their world based on their past, and it's full of excuses or it's full of fear-based messaging. And again, we go back to what is it that you want? I will circle back with people when we're in coaching on what do you want. They will give me an excuse. That's an excuse. What do you want? The question that I ask is, and you keep going until they finally break down to this is what I want or this is what the problem is. You don't make statements, you ask questions of those people until they can surface a statement and they can think about it and say this is what I want and then you can deal with a plan to get to what you want. The reality is is anyone can save money. It just comes down to how much they choose to save or what they choose to give up in order to save. The problem is, is that we live in a world that we're hit with advertising and commercials and this illusion that everyone should have instant gratification and we shouldn't feel pain. You know, Jacqueline, as I'm listening to you, and I think that you know it, that I, I just finished the transcript for a new book. Yes. And the new book, the title for our listeners, uh, will be getting released shortly. I mean, it's at edit right now. But the name of the book is Coerced to Coached, The Battle for Your Mind and Money. And what happens is, is in that battle for our mind and money is, is what's happening is, is we're marketed to all day for things that want our time and our talent and our treasure and everything else. And the coaching side of that, so it's either you're going to be coerced into believing that that's a quick fix or that's going to be more fun and we complicate our lives or you're going to be coached into identifying what is it that you really want 
and when you understand what it is you really want, then you're willing to pay a certain price to get it. And whether that price might be, and you know, one of the things that I see on the financial side is, is that we live in a society that most people, and when I say most, is many people are often what I call house poor. Yes. So what happens is, is that when they go out, the first time that they're buying a house or second or third time, they see things that they like, they meet with a realtor, what typically always happens, and it's, I'm not picking on realtors, you know, I love realtors, they're good, my sister's a realtor, but what happens with realtors is, is that you say, well, my price range is 300 to 350. That means that the realtor's gonna start looking at 350 and then start showing you 350 to 400. Right. And so it's, it, you can watch it on television, you know, where it's, you know, they have the different program and, mm-hmm. okay, here's our budget. First thing you notice, they start showing them things above the budget. And so what happens is people tend to be what I refer to as house poor. They buy a house, and then they have never any money to save. And then all of the other financial decisions in their life start putting the pressure on them where the loss of a job, a disability, a sickness, having to take care of a parent, all of a sudden our life becomes very complicated, okay, and we don't have simple anymore. The reason being is because we didn't manage our finances well. And they're very stressed. And you know, here's what that looks like when you say house poor. It's they bought a house that they could not furnish. And therefore, the house is empty until someone says, buy now, pay a year from now. Yes. And then they buy now. And then they buy furniture that doesn't last. And so a year from now, when they start making the payments, the furniture's wearing out. And all of a the sudden, their life is cluttered with things that are not of value. And then they're on the wheel. And they are on the wheel. They are a hamster in the life, and they're highly stressed, and they're tired, and they feel like, I'll never get ahead. And they won't because they have credit card debt that's being charged at a certain interest rate that absorbs anything they could hope to save, and they have to halt it. And so then when we come back and we say, well, how do we simplify and how do we change that voice in our head? You have to have an intervention, and that intervention is, what do you really want? What do you want your life to look like at the end? It's one of those of what's your priority. You know, it was interesting is um, I remember meeting with a client a while back, and they had, you know, great car. You know, it was a 7 Series BMW. Yeah. And it was one of those of, but they were saving no money. They weren't spending any time with their kids. And all of a sudden, that same person said, you know, when that car came off the lease, it was like $1,000 a month. They went out and they found themselves a car that was slightly used, much more moderate, nice Honda Accord, whatever the case mm-hmm. might be, and they went from 1000 a month to $200 a month, and all of a sudden they got their life back. And so it's those tough decisions, but what made that decision is really identifying what was important to me, and what was more important to that person was the ability to spend time with their family, to do the things that they want, to get in control of their finances so that they can make better decisions and get their life back. Exactly. Frank, you know, I've got the kids, and so they're always wanting different things. And this last week, my older son was asking me a question about some technology thing or something, and he said, well, it would cost $240. And I said, okay. He goes, well, how much would that cost? And I said, well, you said $240. And he goes, no, how much would that cost us? And I said, $240. And he goes, but... I know, you know, you make a certain amount of money, so how much would that cost us? And I said, $240. I said, it's always about choices and what your priorities are. It doesn't make it less if you have more money. 
or less. It's a great point. And, you know, it's interesting is, you know, because we, we're saying that, you know, throughout this month that Simplify Your Life and what will your legacy be? So, you know, as we start kind of winding down our show this week is, you know, think in terms of, you know, legacy. And when I say legacy is if I wanted to live my life always worried about money, always worried about different things or worried about health or this or whatever and be kind of looked at as my kids of I was never around or my spouse, I wasn't there, I wasn't present. Okay, it was probably because my life wasn't very simple. So you get to choose that legacy. You do. It's all about your choice, and it's about living the vision that you have for your life and creating the story that you want others to tell. Great. So for all of our listeners, you've been listening to Discovering Responsible Wealth. Our guest today has been Jacqueline Wheeland of Solutions Provided, and this has been your host, Frank Congelos. If you would like to, you can write to us at the Institute of Responsible Wealth, 2431 Atlantic Avenue, Manasquan, New Jersey, or you can email us at info at com. Thank you, and have a blessed week.